0: The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Min-Atlantic Voiceover and Antland Productions.- Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. I'm really excited about my interview today. I had reached out on Twitter a while back to ask if any other voice actors wanted to be on my show. I heard from a girl named Snow who is from the Netherlands. We had a long chat on Twitter about her voiceover work, and I decided she'd be a great guest for the show. So let's dive right into this. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Snow. It's such an honor to have you here.
1: Yes, I'm really excited to be here.
0: Well, let's start out by having you tell the story of how you got started in voiceover.
1: Yes, I started as a K-pop coverist on YouTube. That was back in 2013, 2014, and... You would make it like sound good with mixing and create a nice video with it. And sometimes people would host little talent shows or competitions. And then you needed a narrator to say who the contestants are and release the results. So this specific director took a clip of a three-member K-pop group and then cut the audio out and wrote a new narration on top of it in English. So then me and two other girls were asked for this. And we were like, yeah, that would be great. And then, is there more like this? So I started looking and then found there was so much more than I ever envisioned.
0: That's so cool. Can you tell me and tell our listeners a little bit what K-pop is, just in case people don't know? It's Korean pop music. Okay. Okay. That's an awesome start. So you kind of got your start on YouTube then. And Mm. since then, you've been studying a bit more and trying to get into more actual voiceover work itself? Yeah. So after
1: that, I started looking on forums, Casting Call Club, behind the voice actors, and like see what kind of projects there were on that. And I still use Casting Call Club to this day. That's great. And have you found some work that way? I did. Yeah. Most of it I still do for free, Mm -hmm. but whenever I do find something that is paid, I will just give it a try. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But
0: Right. That's a good, that's definitely a good attitude to have about it for sure, because it's, it's like, you're going to do so many auditions and the more experience you have, the better you'll get. And so you'll just start booking more and more work. So that's great. That's really exciting. So I wanted to talk about this. You had mentioned to me in our conversation on Twitter that you have autism. Can you talk about how that's affected your life and voiceover career in both positive and maybe negative ways as well?
1: Absolutely.
0: So one thing that's very
1: positive to me is how the voiceover community is so accepting of people with autism. Everyone is so curious and willing to learn Which makes me really happy, like every single director has asked me like, is there anything I can provide you, is there anything I can do for you, you can always talk to me, which is so heartwarming. The biggest struggles for me personally, not everyone struggles with the same things when they have autism, but for me it's independence, since I do have to manage all the projects by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It makes scheduling extremely difficult. Like following a calendar is extremely difficult for me. Setting like alarms for whenever I need to record. And another negative thing that is very necessary, actually, when you're a voice actor is social interactions with people. And I mean voice acting is all about networking and talking to people and to struggle talking is like the worst thing when it comes to voiceover.
0: Would you say that there's kind of maybe some social anxiety that goes along with it a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of young people, especially have trouble with social anxiety these days. And I think it's something that really needs to be addressed and, And kind of dealt with, you know what I mean? Because we're in such a weird social environment right now with COVID and all the stuff that has really just, I feel like almost made it worse. You know what I mean? Because we're kind of, especially now with having to have your own home studio and things like that for voiceover, you don't really get to go into studios as much as you used to and things like that. So now you, you have to make an extra effort almost to, go to networking events and to put yourself out there. And I know that that can be hard for not just you, but a lot of people because it, it's just, you really have to kind of force yourself to, and not everybody can just like pick up and go like, today I'm not going to be struggling with social anxiety. You know what I mean? If it was that easy, everyone would do it, right? So yeah. What are some ways that you try to cope with that?
1: I always let the director know that's like my first thing, whoever I'm working with, even if it's like a voiceover class or a project that I'm either directing or in, I'm just like, Hey, this is what's going on. And most of the times they will even ask me like, if there's a meeting, they ask me if I specifically want to be a part of the call or if they can just like, sum up what they've talked about in the meeting and then they just send it to me in a document, which has been so helpful.
0: Oh, that's great. That's really nice. Yeah. The voiceover community is so accepting and so willing to help. I think it's just really the nicest group of people. So I'm glad that you've had that experience with it and that it hasn't, and and that it's been more positive than negative. I'm really happy for that. It's good. Me too. So let's talk about Discord for a minute. You're going to laugh because I have a Discord, but I really don't know how or what to use it for. (laughs) I'd say there's a bit of a generational gap there when it comes to this. So how do you use it? And has it helped you with your voiceover career at all?
1: Yes, it's extremely helpful for me. I have everyone there who I need. I have my directors there. I have my VO friends there. And you can like create a server, And in those servers people keep the deadlines, people put the script in there, like who is what role, the credits that you want to use. And it's also just a really nice hangout and chill place, which has been such a help, like especially in this time. You can just like join a call with your friends and chat and not feel lonely everyone like has the same interests.
0: So it's super nice. Yeah, that's great. Well, I definitely have to look into it more. I'm just, I'm so busy all the time. It's just really hard to find time to add one more thing to my schedule, but my daughter who is 13 is super into it. And she's like, Oh mom, you should get a discord. So I did. And now I'm like, I literally have no idea what to do with this. (laughs) And she's like, Oh. Oh, I can help you. So we'll have to look into it. We'll have to keep in touch after the interview and maybe you can help me figure out something. We can do an event on Discord or something. That would be super fun.
1: I know. I would love that.
0: Yeah. So what are a few really important things that you've learned since starting out in voiceover?
1: So I learned this from a fellow voice actor who started coaching me. Uh, His name is June. And This was very recently. We were, I was doing my first coaching lesson and there was a script and I was really struggling with getting that emotion over. And he said, and I kind of knew this already, but like when he said it, like in the moment, it was so important to me. Because he said, every role that you do is always mostly you. So it's going to be hard to play a role if you don't relate to the character because it will become, like, fake and doesn't come across as genuine. So you need to find that spot between that's me and that's the character I'm portraying. So... Like, this script, it was, like, kind of speaking about how it was, like, a character that wanted to do an audition to find a prom date. And they were saying, like, the last three months, I never want to remember. So he asked me, like, so you're this character. What what do you want to forget of the past three months? And I just, like said some things that I would rather like forget about that like didn't sit well with me this month. And then he was like, okay, who would you tell this to? I was like, my best friend. And he molded a story that matched me to suit this character's dialogue. And I was like, my, my mind was blown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's so incredible. That sounds so good. Great. And it's totally true that you do have to be able to relate to the characters that you're portraying. I think that's so important. And if you can find a method like that where you can bring a bit of yourself to the character, but then also give the director what they're looking for, that's that's the key is finding that balance and finding that emotion that you can add to each character to give it your own personal touch but also still, like I said, give the, give the director what they're looking for. So that's really cool. Absolutely. And there's also
1: a second thing that I've learned, which is to take better care of myself because I love getting asked for gigs, but I'm the type of person that just says yes to any gig that gets thrown my way. So if I really don't think I should do it for my mental health or something, I now learn to say, look, I'm sorry, I can't do it. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's extremely important. I'm not good at doing that either. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's that's how I get into situations where I'm like, oh, I feel completely overwhelmed with all the things I have to do. But that's mm-hmm. so good that you recognize that because I think a lot of people, we we just tend to become like almost yes people. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. I don't want to disappoint anyone. So I'll just say yes to everything. And finding that balance and being able to say no, like right now I can't handle anything else or whatever. You don't even sometimes have to give a reason. You can just say, you know, know your reason yourself and just say, I apologize, but I can't do this at this time. That's such a great skill to have to be able to say no to things. And yeah, that's really great. I'm glad you've learned that. Me too. Yeah. Do you have any goals for yourself and in your voiceover career that you'd like to accomplish over the next few months?
1: So most of my goals are goals that would take years, but I do have a couple that I would like within the next few months, which is mostly more voice classes from June, um, because I feel like June brings such wise words. He's like a grand master of the martial arts, but then the martial arts being the training of your vocal cords. <laughs> nice. Um And he has such a good mentality about voice acting that just speaks to me so much. And I also want a new demo reel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about a few different things. So are you a coffee drinker? No. (laughs) No? Okay. totally not. I
1: like sodas, milk, bubble tea, regular teas. I recently spoke with a friend about this, but most of the drinks that I like are drinks that voiceovers shouldn't drink before a voice like recording. Right. (laughs) Milk is not good for VOs. It's Uh, definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) So I make sure to drink
0: it out of recording time. Uh, Yeah. And then while recording, I just have water. Yeah. Water is definitely your best friend during recording for sure.
1: Well, it if really you could
0: does. have a superpower, what would it be and why?
1: Unlimited energy. That's a good <laughs> one. Is, yeah, like after a recording session of an hour, I'm already like, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> my can- battery is very low in general. So I always need many breaks. And I could do without those and just keep on going. Like, I want to push all the... Stuff I have to do, I want to push it out like super quickly and be
0: done with it. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. That would be great. I could use that too for sure. Some unlimited energy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What's your favorite travel destination? I used
1: to really love going to the beach, but I haven't traveled in quite a long time. Um, even okay. before COVID started, traveling was not a thing we would do very often. Mm-hmm. But the beach was always very nice.
0: Because you live in the Netherlands, do you mm-hmm. you speak English perfectly? So have you lived there your whole life? Yes, I have lived in the Netherlands
1: my whole life, but I am half English. So oh, okay, I feel like that really helped me with VO as well because I mean I didn't have to learn anything,
0: right? Well, it's like very common to study English in the Netherlands anyway, right? It's required. It so is. yeah, okay, that's great. I I think I just think it's so cool that you you really don't have any, you know, recognizable accent. And that's something that can really be an asset to you in your voiceover career. And, you know, that you, I'm assuming, are able to speak at least one other language. Yeah. Besides English.
1: Yes. I speak English and Dutch.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, there's very few Dutch voice actors. So that's a real asset to have, you know, if you, if you're looking to do scripts in Dutch as well. Um, I'm a French teacher, so I speak French fluently. And I know that having French is something that has been really helpful to me in booking voiceover work. So anytime you can add a second language to the mix, it really, it really adds value to you as a performer. So just something to think about. Mm -hmm. I would
1: add though, like a lot of times I see very many auditions that specifically want the accent and I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) 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 Like, no, I specifically got rid of that. And you want... (laughs) An accent? I don't have it.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, do you have any pets?
1: I do. I have a cat named Lexi. Oh, uh, cute. She's the sweetest thing. Very rebellious. She thinks she's like the queen of the house, which I agree with. She really is the queen of the house. Um, and I, I think I'm very lucky because she's super cuddly and she loves kisses. And not many cats have that. So I feel very lucky.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think cats are much less likely to be as snuggly as dogs are, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, listen, Snow, thanks so much for being on the show today. If you ever need any help with anything along the path for your voiceover career, please don't hesitate to just ask, and I'll help you if I can. And can you tell our listeners your social media handles so they can connect with you if they choose? Yes, thank you for letting me be here. It really means a lot to me. You can
1: follow me at Snowy Snow Wish on YouTube and Twitch with like Snowy Snow and then Wish. So two W's. Um, and it's also, yeah, the same on Twitch. And then my Twitter is Esmeralda Stan. So E-Z-M-E-R-E-L-D-A. <laughs>
0: And that's so great. I'll put all that information in the show notes that everyone who wants to connect with you can again. Thanks so much. It was so great to talk with you and let's definitely stay in touch. Yes, of course. Live is quacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech uncle Roy Ockelson of Antland Productions. Live is quacky is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic voiceover LLC and Antland Productions. For more information about the MAVO 2021 Time to Grow Online VoiceOver Conference taking place on November 12th through 14th, visit our website at midatlanticvo.com. You can find the schedule, session descriptions, and our list of sponsors there. If you're interested in sponsoring this great event, please contact me at val at midatlanticvo.com. We still have three of our larger sponsorship opportunities available, as well as a few of the smaller supporting ones. Also, breakout sessions are listed as add-ons on Eventbrite this year, so you have to buy a general admission ticket first before you can choose your breakout sessions. Obviously, you don't have to purchase breakout sessions, they're optional, but these sessions are great because they're very interactive, smaller sessions, usually with a maximum of 5 to 12 participants. I wouldn't want you guys to miss out on the opportunity to train with some of the top coaches and talents in the industry. If you attended Mini Mavo 2020 last year, you know that even though this is an online event, you'll still get tons of valuable info and training from it. You won't just be sitting there bored for three days. I guarantee it. The sessions will be high energy, interactive, and the breakout sessions especially are mostly performance-based. So you get to learn new skills and put them to practice right away going to be our best event so far with keynote speaker jennifer hale who was named the most prolific video game voice actor by guinness world records plus did you know that our animation panel includes jennifer hale pat fraley dave finoy ellie ray and brandon winkler outstanding our guest speakers include diane perry jamie b chambers jonathan tilly noemi vox bev standing melody jones j michael collins Carol Monda, Dave Walsh, Pat Brady, Robert Skigling Paglia, Sean Pratt, Nick Redman, Leah Marks, and Debbie Irwin. Whoa! What a lineup! You absolutely can't miss this event. What are you waiting for? Go register today. I'll see you there on November 12th through 14th. <coughs>